This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by the beautiful game, the 2022 FIFA World Cup, now underway in Qatar. It's the World Cup. I am Meek Mill. And I am Keo. And this is Ear Buddies. What do you know, my bud? Oh, you know, Tim, just how are you? Well, I'm really good. It's, it's uh, It's a rare occasion for you and I. We're here... You know, you, the listener, I'm turning now to you, the listener, you could be listening to this at any hour of the day, but I think it's important that you know that Matt and I are recording this in the wee small hours of the morning. Actually, is that the middle of the night? Does that mean the middle of the night? I think so, but okay. you, basically you're right. We are, we are up at the crack of dawn. The sun is just peeking over the horizon. And we are podding, my pal. How does it feel? How does it feel to greet the day? <laughs> it feels good, Tim. I, it's like, I feel like there will probably be a, to, to connoisseurs, right? Mm-hmm. To sort of the high-ranking members of the army. Connoisseurs. Mm-hmm. I imagine there will be quite a difference sure. getting, this, getting this fresh out the oven like it's like you know people say if you're a real new yorker right a a bagel you have to you have to eat it fresh yeah right you can't you don't go to the store and get it in bags and and eat it kind of throughout the day or Mm. week Mm -hmm. you get it immediately and you and you you cut it open and you put cream cheese on it just a little schmear and you you eat that thing and it tastes so good um, it's different, similar yeah. principles at work here, uh, <laughs> and I, I am excited to kind of see how this makes us feel. How mm-hmm. is any different? Because I'm sure it is. I'm sure it'll be a lot different. It already feels different to me. You've said the word schmear. <laughs> um, I don't think you've ever said that before. So no, I actually never in my life. I don't think. That. <laughs> but they were growing. Today, Matt, you and I are talking about. Ghost Riders. Bring it. Uh, 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 uh. The seedy underbelly of the music industry. The shameful truth at the heart of the music we love. You and I are going to uncover it. On your mark, ready, set, let's go. And feel that shame uh, together. How do you feel about that? That's fine with me, Tim. Um, I'm, you know, I'm in a fine mood right now, but but this is, and I don't like to do a downer of an episode when I'm sort of up, right? When I'm excited and no, feeling yeah. good about life, right? That's but, bad for the brain chemistry. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm, I'm in a position to uh, sort of experience this with you. I'm I'm fine, but you know, the way the world is today. Mm. 
gas prices oh, and inflation. Yeah, I just <laughs> that's kind of the mood I'm in. So so I think this will be um, appropriate. Bro, you call it right now. Are we in a recession? <laughs> of course we are. <laughs> yeah, you can see you can <laughs> see the writing on the wall. Anybody, anyone with eyes to see, let them see. If this is the beginning of a great recession. The downturn is here. You heard it here first. Back to the topic at hand. <laughs> Matt, ghostwriting uh, is something that when you just hear the word ghostwriting, sounds either spooky or illegal. Yes, that's exactly right. What if I told you it's neither? Explain. First, what what the heck is ghostwriting? Ghostwriting, the phenomenon... Is that French? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Composing some music or producing some sort of work. I get, you know, it doesn't have to be music, but for our purposes, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, it's making some tunes and then someone else gets the credit for it and you don't even show up in the liner notes. Matt, um, you are a real musician working in the music industry. Yes. I want to know where you come down on this. I mean, we, I, I gave a pretty uh, succinct explanation of, of what we're even talking about here. But I say ghostwriting, and I hit your knee with a little hammer. I know what your knee does, but what do you, how, what, how do you react <laughs> as, a, as a person? Uh, so my immediate thought, uh, my immediate emotional reaction is uh, one of... I guess revulsion. Mm. Um, oh, okay. If that's a word. Um, it is. <laughs> I know, Tim. I'm just joking. I have a large <laughs> vocabulary. Um, I've got my dictionary right here, and I <laughs> just happen to have it flipped to that page. Yes. Revulsion. Yeah. Um, I I don't think I'm alone in that, and I don't think that's really a rare uh, instinct or rare reflex mm. to have, um, because... We're talking about um, something that, yeah, does seem shady and, you know, of dubious legality. There are those, that's the vocabulary coming out again, Tim. Dubious. This is what happens in the morning. <laughs> legality. Joy comes, joy comes in the morning, and so do big words. And, and so it feels, uh, it feels bad, um, and it feels mm -hmm. like something where I'm like, why are people mm. doing this? I have the same questions as the general public about this and the Ear Buddies Army. Why Why are there ghostwriters? Why is this so prevalent in, in particular in the music industry? Forbes, uh, a few years ago now, did an interview where they spoke to several ghostwriters who would not share their names uh, because they didn't want to... Um, they didn't want to scare off the relationships they had made with well-known artists. But these are people who could credibly say, yeah, I have written uh, lyrics, or I've produced beats, or I've written whole melodies or hooks 
for various artists. This is something that happens largely uh, in in hip hop. Matt, you may remember the Meek Mill and Drake beef of, uh, I mean, who could forget, right? I think this was like 2015. <laughs> yeah, and how. <laughs> um, and, uh, and you had Meek Mill saying that Drake does not write his own raps, and Drake came back and, and uh, insisted that he does. But the truth, the truth of the matter is, according to these ghostwriters, almost every major artist has purchased, and in some cases not purchased, just basically stolen some element of their music and either not given credit, you know, not not given liner note credit to whoever actually wrote the thing, or in, in some cases, uh, there's just absolutely no documentation, no money exchanged, just an idea... Uh, stolen, basically, and and this is something that happens, truly, in the in the music industry, more than folks would realize. Um, we have talked before, Matt, about songs written by committee, right? Mm-hmm. And that is that's its own thing. I mean, it's it's no surprise that in pop music, not every famous artist is also an auteur. Sure, plenty of big time pop stars have big old teams of writers, big old teams of producers. Of course they do. But generally speaking, and correct me if I'm wrong here, pal, but in most of those cases, the credited songwriters or producers are getting cuts of the royalties earned from those songs. That's correct, Tim. In essentially all of those cases, Mm -hmm. unless something goes wrong. Meanwhile, in rarer cases and harder to document and follow cases, an artist might uh, hear a beat or hear some chord progression or uh, maybe a maybe a nearly fully developed song or something that they really like. And instead of saying, I'd like to work on this with you, um, I'd maybe like to record this, they or their people might just say, Here's ten thousand dollars. Can I just have the whole the whole rights to this music that you've written, and your name will never be associated with it? In many cases, the person who wrote that music is going to say, ten thousand bucks is a lot of money. You bet. Let's do it." And that's that. And there you have an instance of ghostwriting. That was a good example, Tim. I mean, that's that is how it goes. Um, when I mean when ghostwriting is done, I guess legally, right? right. Uh, you buy, and here's 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 the the kicker, Tim. This is an important phrase that you said. They sell the rights. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you sell if you're a ghostwriter. Most of the time, sometimes you can have a you know a, a deal on the side uh, and get royalties in perpetuity and maybe not be listed. But for the most part, ghostwriters sell the rights to their work uh, in its entirety. Th- that means that when they're you know if if the song that they have or the track or the beat or whatever that they've sold mm-hmm. happens to uh, blow up, they are not um, entitled to anything. Yeah. Um, 
And here's here's an let me give you an interesting little little tale Please. about a friend of ours who we've talked about before. His name is Montero Lamar Hill, or as we may know him better, Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. So, his breakout tune, as we all know, was Old Town Road, and it's become you know mainstream. Uh, mainstream knowledge that he, uh, the story of how that happened, he got he uh, this beat mm-hmm. from the internet, mm-hmm. he paid $30 for it, <laughs> he paid $30 for this beat, and wrote and sang a little something over it, released it, and it's off for the races, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 bucks, and... What's interesting is that this this particular, I guess, ghostwriting story is fascinating to me because the beat itself was uh, used a sample of a Nine Inch Nails song. Mm-hmm. This producer named Keo had a, a site, um, like a lot of people do, where he would produce or he would upload beats that he had produced put a price tag on them and people would buy them rappers who who wanted to rap but couldn't produce mm-hmm. or um well i mean mostly <laughs> mostly those people um yeah and lil nas just happened to stumble across it um and bought it however it's important to note that uh keo had not cleared the sample this particular sample that became Old Town Road mm. with n- Nine Inch Nails, right? Like how, if you're, you know, because Keo is not a well-known uh, producer, how how are you going to do that? How are you going to clear that right. with them? Like, do you just have their lawyer's email? Send a tweet um, to Reznor, right. Right. So you so he just put it up there and said, 30 bucks, that's nothing, that's fine. That's And, and it was, and it could have been nothing. There are... Hundreds of thousands of tracks just like that, Mm -hmm. just gathering dust uh, on other people's websites. And this is this is kind of a nice story because ultimately he is credited along Mm. with uh, Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails because uh, after this song started getting traction, Lil Nas's people reached out to Nine Inch Nails and said, "Can we use this? Can we use Mm -hmm. this sample?" And they said, "Sure." Mm -hmm. And then Keo ended up getting signed uh, as a producer just off the the basis of this particular track. That doesn't usually happen. Usually, right. you just keep selling your tracks for thirty dollars a pop on your website. Sure. On Earth Two, he got thirty bucks for that beat, and that's it. And that's that's where that story ends. It, well, and that's that's I'm sure that's happened to him and however many people thousands of times right like if you if you put up mm-hmm. your uh you know your beat and and say this is fine uh 30 bucks that seems like a like it's you know worth the work and there you go you never think about it again it's a pretty interesting world here man um it calls into question a lot of assumptions about what it even means to be a quote unquote working musician i'm quoting here from a vice article and this is an ANRF uh, named Chris Anacoot, who said, and he's talking about these instances uh, that he calls work for hire arrangements. This is where someone's 
where they buy out someone else's existing music and don't necessarily credit it, credit that person. He calls it work for hire. He says, it's a business transaction. I remember once there was a 19-year-old from Finland. They'd written an incredible song. We offered them $10,000 for the song, and they signed it over to us. It wasn't credited to them because it was a work for hire arrangement. So that's one side of this. Meanwhile, other producers, like a guy named Fraser T. Smith, who has worked with lots of folks, he's worked with Adele and Sam Smith and, and many others, said, would you ever uh, do that? Basically said, you know, if, if Beyonce wanted a piece of music that you had written, she wants it and she wants your name to never be associated with it. Would you take that deal? He says, no. Uh, what if the, what if she offered you $5 million cash? And he says, still, no. Hand on heart, it sets a terrible precedent. But then he adds, I'm in a fortunate position. I've made money on music over the years. I've made royalties. So if you had asked me this 15 years ago, when I'm still trying to break in, it's a totally different question. It is, to me, Matt, it, uh, it smacks a little bit of questions of exploitation. Yeah, the, the way that a lot of ghostwriters are working now mm-hmm. and willing to work is like back in the Motown days yeah. when Barry Gordy would just sign a group of hopeful young things off the street and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, give them a per diem and they that was it. You know, there was no... Right. Uh, security there. There was no. Um, there was nothing really. Yeah, no hope for residual income of any kind. Right, right. Sort of a one-time transaction, and that's how how the industry itself used to work. Mm-hmm. Like, and so to see, I think part of what kind of uh, rankles about the ghostwriting um, sort of situation these days is that it f- it does feel sort of like a a relic. But like you mentioned, I mean. If you're starting out, and uh, or maybe not even starting out, but you just haven't gotten your big break, and yeah. someone someone offers you ten grand for something you did, um, if you're 19, I mean, hard to say no to. Like it's Absolutely. it's hard to, to sort of look at the value of what you can do, even if you sort of you know if you believe in yourself and yeah you know you've got what it takes. Um, ten grand is ten grand. 50 grand is 50 grand. It's it's yeah. very, very tempting to uh, just complete the transaction. Uh, you take your money, they take your song, and that's the end of it. about the most um, obviously depressing case that you can imagine here. Like a young, bright, innovative, talented musician of some sort in his bedroom or her bedroom and they're they're making beats or they're they're producing music that is really good. Good enough that someone who represents someone who's already famous, who's already established, who's already rich, making money, 
says this is good enough to go on the on the radio. This is good enough to play on Spotify millions of times. I would like to give you, you know, what amounts to five dollars for it, because for these, you know, for these big record labels and and, and whoever else, you know, five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, even fifty thousand dollars for the rights to some That's peanuts. It's peanuts, um, and in exchange. You will go nowhere. You'll have some money, so you'll survive. But your name will go nowhere. Your reputation as a writer will go nowhere. Um, if you want to make it as a performer, forget that. I want I want this you know artist that I already represent, who's established, to have your music. And of course, I could you know if I'm that bright kid, I could say no. I could say no. I I think it's worth more than that, and I'm going to you know, stick to my guns and starve for another month and try to make it. But boy, oh boy, that's got to be really tempting. And it's sad to think that it's, it's, it lowers the ceiling for these folks who are trying to enter the industry and just offers up more and more and more opportunities to accrue status and wealth uh, for those who are already uh, well already accruing it at a rapid rate. We're painting sort of a dismal picture of it, as I think we should be. Mm-hmm. Um, what with inflation and everything, <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah, like I I think I know there are a lot of ghostwriters working, like you know, mm-hmm. but successful adults, talented yeah. people, um, and that's just their job. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around that being enough for them and that being mm. you know what they want to be doing but it's such a well tim if i can uh we've been talking about sort of the social and, and uh, cultural um implications of this and mm-hmm. the exploitation and everything else but even well tim it's all about the tunes isn't it really well thank you yes yes it is <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the tunes and and if we take all of what we just discussed out of the equation, mm. and if it's uh, if it's a great thing for everybody and everybody's happy, mm-hmm. ghostwriting and and the industry because it is I don't even want to say a cottage industry. I mean, it's part of the industry. Sure, uh, like that is homogenizing and and flattening and dulling music mm. in such a way like i mean and that's been sort of our our acts we've been grinding yeah. this season staying mm. on topic again uh but well tim as a as a working musician as a real musician yes i have awareness of and access to a number of different apps and sites and uh these are meant to help producers Mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is you log on and there are hundreds of thousands of different little samples different little pieces of of music Mm. maybe you're looking for some guitars or some you know cool beat or maybe like a you know some african vocal chant it's all there Mm. you can get all of it and somebody has recorded that for you not only has someone recorded that for you, uh, somebody has written that for you. Hmm. And when I say for you, I mean for you, because you pay a subscription mm-hmm. fee, and uh, 
these these producers, all of them uh, ghostwriters, uh, they get you know they get some money for it. You know when they, I guess the companies get your subscription fee every month. Mm-hmm. They get some money for that, mm-hmm. but they've signed away the rights to hundreds of thousands of, of things that you can just kind of rifle through. If I can give you a, a really funny example, Tim, you know the song, what's it called, by Marshmallow and Anne Marie? I think it's called Friends. Do me a favor and just just play the intro of that for me. <laughs> So that's how that song starts. That's mm-hmm. the introduction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, one day, years ago, was just playing around on the internet, and I came across this. Okay, and where did you, where did you find this? It's on a site, uh, it's on an app, I guess, that producers use called Splice. I can take that, I can download it, and I can put it on anything I want. And that was a hot one for a minute, because here's another quick a quick little tune I want to play for you by DaBaby. It's called Find My Way. Wait a minute. Who are you? And this is all just fine? Well, that's, and that's the thing. That's my question, because it's, it's fine, I guess, uh-huh. right? Like... I, we're talking about music, and there are only you know so many notes and, and yada, so yada, many yada, progressions, yeah. blah blah blah. But like those samples, they didn't change anything, and they just took it whole cloth. It's still an A minor. It's still at 95 BPM, hmm. and they just threw that on, and and that worked for them. And that, I mean, this this comes back constantly too, like that the ghostwriting and ghost production industry because when that stuff is available we're all we're all kind of just fishing in the same fishing hole right sure. like as in in modern in the worst of modern pop music that's what is happening it's a huge reason why so much of what you hear is uh just boring because you've heard it before because it's you know these ghost writers writing something for anybody for a small fee um and then they they don't they have no idea they don't see anything from it like when that's when friends that song you know got big yeah um that the person who made that um library that's sound library uh didn't get anything special from it sure they're getting their flat fee from splice or whatever i suppose yeah Matt, you and I have gone over and over again this question of the importance of, or not, authenticity in Mm -hmm. music, right? And we all love Taylor Swift because uh, she is a diarist, as as you have rightly called her before. Um, And so, you know, when you know know that something that an artist is performing comes from the heart— that does feel nice. That's good. I don't think it... I, I think we've made our position pretty clear that we don't think it's essential to, um, you know, we're not purists on this at all. Right. But when you, when you take someone else's writing, something that someone else cooked up in their little brain, 
and you you don't even put their name on the liner notes. Like I can't even I can't even track that on Wikipedia. Like yeah. is is that such a is that such a leap to just say we'll give you ten thousand dollars and we'll put your name on the record, you know? So if someone else wants to find your music and, you know, use your services, maybe someday they can. Like is that asking so much? That <laughs> seems that seems just like the nice thing to do, I guess. But uh, <laughs> maybe it I'm does. barking up the wrong tree if that's what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, you are. I mean, that's that's it. Like, yeah, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to us because we're nice boys, maybe. But uh, yeah, it's it's a bridge too far, I think, for the industry. Um, it's it's much easier. It's much cleaner to you know shake hands and then. Uh, wash your hands of it to use two hands metaphors in one sentence yeah you know this is not a this is not an industry for nice boys you're right no it's really not no, not like podcasting no country for nice boys ear buddies will continue in a moment Dribble, dribble, shoot. It's the World Cup. Today's sponsor of Ear Buddies. Hi, Matt. Hey, Tim. <laughs> dribble, dribble, shoot. It's, that's right. That's soccer. It's, that, that is. And that's what... Yep. You can't use your hands, right? That's right. Unless you're the goalie or the keeper. Yes. Are those two different positions or the same? They're the same position. Okay. Um, Tim, this is kind of crazy uh, because <laughs> we've talked about sports. We've done some ad reads for sports. Yes. Uh, before. We have. Um, or or as the British call it, sport. <laughs> um, uh. And and I've been I've been pretty out of my depth. <laughs> But your boy Maddie uh, knows quite a bit about the beautiful game, about about soccer, about football, about footy. Um, I used to. Well, you know, this is fun, Tim. Maybe every week I'll just reveal some small personal detail yes. as we go on this season. Wonderful. Um, I used to. I used to play back in the day. Um, I wasn't great. Although for a while I did want to be on the um, on Los Angeles Galaxy, which was uh, the team I knew mm. about at the time. Um, Can I say there's something and, about you and 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 more broadly something about your family that y you seem like soccer people, and I don't know how to articulate that better. It sounds that's I'm going to take that as a compliment. Yeah, Thank you. It is. It is. But yeah, I uh, I used I used to play. And, and mm. I still kind of follow it. I mean, if I'm going to watch a sport, it is going to be soccer because the other stuff I don't understand, um, which is why I'm so thrilled, as I know you are, mm -hmm. Tim, to have this sponsorship from FIFA today. Why is it the beautiful game? Why do, why do we call it that? And I know, I know we've gone on the record saying that cycling is, 
is yeah. our beautiful game. That right. and that's true. It is it's our beautiful game. But the beautiful right. game it is soccer. It is football. Yes. Why? Um, Why? Let me, Matt. Uh, before you answer uh, intelligently, <laughs> let me just offer my own my own thoughts, please. What makes it such a beautiful game? It's the pitch. It's that green grass stretching out. So far, it's such a big field. The field of play is enormous. Uh, it's vast. And it's the great equalizer, Matt. It it's down to whose whose feet can do more. That's exactly right. I mean, it is. They call it the great equalizer because everyone is the same on the football pitch. Um, no one is better than anybody else. Um. <laughs> Well, you know, we don't see color or gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's why people love it so much. <laughs> and it's why I, uh, every four years, when the FIFA World Cup rolls around, I feel like a kid again. I wish it was all the time, Tim. This every four years thing. It's just, it's not enough for me and for fans mm-hmm. of the beautiful game. This, do you know how many, how many football fans, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it football because that's the Thank you. international term. Uh, it's, this is the biggest sport in the world. People lose their minds over it. They kill each other. They do. Uh, they, there are riots sort of constantly. Brazil and London and Italy are often... In flames because of their citizens' passion for the beautiful game, mm-hmm. and I don't blame them one bit. How can you? How can you witness this ballet, this majestic, uh, <laughs> this symphony of of feet, feet and heads on the pitch, and and not want to set your local precinct on fire i it makes sense mm-hmm. you want to turn you you want to turn a car over you know you want to you want to stab somebody that's that's the passion that the beautiful game ignites in everybody i'll say well not quite everybody matt because if you oh. are a person uh, in the lgbt community I think generally speaking, if you're a woman uh, or if you're someone who just wants to enjoy a beer, you, um, well, you will not be feeling that passion in real time with the folks there in cut in Cutter. That's right, Tim. Um, this is a sticky one, isn't it, <laughs> for you and me? Yeah, because they are our sponsors. Well, let's, for, let's not forget. We... We don't like to turn down no sponsors of any. It's no, just it's it's not polite. We're right. a big tent, right? Yeah, we're a, big, we're a very big tent, <laughs> and you have to keep that in mind. And it's tough because sometimes sometimes the tent is so big that we end up uh, allowing sponsors who who would who would have us 
shrink the size of the tent, right? Mm-hmm. It's yep. it's a bit of a paradox for us. It yeah, and 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 it's yeah, it really is. But regardless of the human rights abuses huh. and the thousands of deaths mm-hmm. that you know in building the stadium, yeah. uh, FIFA and Qatar, they're they're giving us. It's an unbelievable amount of money. They've spent <laughs> nearly trillions on this thing so far. Um, and and we just we couldn't say no to this ad read. I don't I, I'm, I, I trust Tim, you and, and everyone in the army can hear the, the st- stress and the anxiety in my <laughs> voice as we, as we as we read this ad that we haven't read yet. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not something we are thrilled to do. Well, but it's a big tent. Folks, if you had seen um, the number of digits on the check that came in the mail from FIFA and Qatar, Qatar, I think you too would have would be wrestling with some conflict, um, mm-hmm. you know, on a hot mic. So before you uh, cast aspersions at us or tweet at us, or, you know, chalk us up as human rights abusers as well. I just want you to consider uh, that it's hard. We're in a recession. Well, exactly, Tim. Thank you. Uh, it's every man, woman, and podcast for him, her, or itself. <laughs> and so, if, you know, if, if, if you are comfortable turning down eight figures in the midst of this economy... Mm-hmm. More power to you. Yeah. I simply could not. Well, for us, no. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's about the tunes, mm-hmm. and it's about the money, It's about the Benjamins. Frankly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it is. Um, so, all that being said, Tim, <laughs> do you want to read the, that copy yeah. before we, uh, we go back to the show? Allow me. FIFA. Our key mission is to globalize, popularize, and democratize football. And this year, the World Cup is better than ever. Watch as teams from around the globe battle in a clash of civilizations to become the best group of footballers on Mother Earth. Don't boycott us. Ignore the human rights record. Don't stress about it. Don't drink a beer. Don't have sex before marriage. Enjoy football as it was meant to be enjoyed. Sober, as a virgin, and plugged in, locked in to the beautiful game. It's more beautiful because you and your mind and your spirit and your heart are pure. Welcome to Cutter. Welcome to the World Cup. It's FIFA. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Ear Buddies. And welcome back to... Uh-oh. Oh, Matt, my body is going cold. Um, can I help? I... I feel... Mmm. Cigar smoke. I smell it. <laughs> my eyes have rolled into the back of my head. And all I see is gold. A golden microphone. He's here. Matt. Rush is back. And the Excellence in Broadcasting Network is pleased to host another segment of... See? I told you so. Talent on loan from God. You know, one half of our brain tied behind it. You know how it is. It's me, Rush. I'm back. Matt, hello. Yes, hello, Rush. <sighs> Feels good to be back. Well, Rush, what's uh, what's got you in a tizzy this week? <laughs> well, Matt, thanks for asking. I don't know if you were on the internet in the last week, but uh, did you happen to hear the viral clip of Camila Cabello performing oh. I'll Be Home <laughs> for Christmas? Buddy, and how? Now, why would I gravitate towards this? Is it because she has a beautiful singing voice? Partly. Is it because I love the holidays? Absolutely, Matt. The war on Christmas, we'll talk more about it in a second. But uh, it's alive and well, and I'm on the front lines uh, defending this holiday, this great holiday from the libs, the drive-bys. But Matt, the reason we play this little viral clip of Camilla is because she is doing something that we have identified on this pod as vowel breaking. Boy, she is breaking up those vowels like a, like a guy breaking rocks at a quarry. (laughs) Like the liberals want to break up the banks. And Christmas. And Chris. Yes. Thank you. Will you remind us what vowel breaking is and um and just kind of walk us walk us through what's going on there in Camilla's mouth? <laughs> I will do my best. Uh yeah, so we yeah, we we have talked we talked about this so long ago, Tim. I mean, Rush, it was on a different podcast. Um mm. mm-hmm. vowel breaking is when you turn uh, a single vowel into um, more than more than the itself. Um, you sing. It's it's that indie girl voice that we were making fun of like five years ago, right? Exactly. That's right. That's right. When Selena s- s- sings um, "Good," right? She, that's Good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fine, whatever. But um, <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was very trendy, and now we see uh, the beautiful and talented <laughs> Camila Cabello coming around 
in 2022, and that's that's what's most shocking to me, is that it's 2022. We as a culture, I think, have identified that uh, that problem or that that trend, and tried to move away from it, at least at least a bit, right? Um, yes. And now here it is, 2021, and we have we have a, an egregious example. Um, mm. Play that one more time, if you would. I'd, I'd like to I'd like to hear her, her voice singing those words. Quiz Moy. That's really good. That's innovative. It's pretty confusing. Um, and and is she getting dragged online for it? Yes. I think this might be the moment, Matt, that actually finally puts the nail in the coffin of vowel breaking. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? It just seems like if you didn't notice it before, you certainly uh, can't ignore, well, the the liberal lunacy uh, of of referring to Christmas in such a in such a, a silly strange way uh, and silly and strange I mean is that not are those not the two words you would use to describe <laughs> pretty much any liberal you've ever met I mean yeah I can't disagree with you this is literally a war on Christmas what she's doing here I think I think by attacking the word itself she's trying to erase the holiday, and certainly the reason for the season, which is the Christ Child. Sure, okay, sure. I just wanted to make mm-hmm. sure we were on the same page. Mm-hmm. And it should scare us as parents, as Americans. Rush, if I may. <laughs> yes, I feel like you were s- sort of just upset about. The war on Christmas, which is why maybe you came here today. Yes. It feels like her vowel breaking was more of an excuse for Mm. you to return. Hmm. Matt, you've you've forced me to do something I haven't done in many a year, which is introspect. (laughs) Well, and... Is that why I'm here? (laughs) It's just, I just thought I'd raise it. Um, Do I, am I really just, am I such a, am I so reactionary that I, that I hear something pronounced funny and I, I have to return from the grave? I think you might be, pal. Is this all, is this what I'm good for? Is this my purpose, Matt? Um, Sure, surely there's more to, to me than this. I don't know. I think I need to leave. Yeah, that might be best. And I don't... Matt, I don't know if I'm coming back. (laughs) Well, just take some time, okay? Okay, I'm going to... My little wisps are going to trickle away from Tim now and float away in a direction that is ambiguous to the viewer as to whether they're floating up or down. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, Matt. Hey. Tim here. Hey. Hey. So, you guys talked about vowel breaking, right? Yeah, kinda. Okay. (laughs) 
I, uh, I I wish this would stop. Did he indicate at all? Is like, <laughs> are we going to be doing this every week? Yeah, uh, it's hard to say for sure. But I will. This was some sort of a uh, a moment. Maybe like a. I don't want to say breaking point, but maybe a breakthrough. Yeah. Um, I don't, I just don't want to make any promises because I would hate to, <laughs> I would hate to assure you of something and then end up with Rush, um, back on the golden microphone. <laughs> but, you know, fingers crossed and all we can do really is pray for him, you know? Yeah, that's what we'll keep doing. Yeah, we will keep doing that <laughs> as we have been. Dear Lord, show me that Rush can change. That's it. That's all we need. Yeah. Amen. Um, Matt, it's been a fun one, hasn't it? It, it has. <laughs> uh, fresh bagels. <laughs> yeah, only way to eat them. Joy comes in the morning. <laughs> so long. Talk to you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>